Hello, hello, mamas. Welcome back to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. In today's episode, I want to dedicate this one to my five-year relationship, which just hit today. And, uh, and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to be able to be in a loving relationship. And so I want to talk about love and recovery and how you can maintain it. I understand that there's one way to get it, but how do you keep it? How do you stay in a healthy relationship and be able to maintain those things while being in a process of recovery with another person that's in recovery so i get to i'm going to share everything with you in this episode so let's go ahead and get into it hello mama welcome to the mom's breaking chains podcast my name is monica alvarez i'm a faith-led mom of two beautiful babies engaged to my best friend a woman in recovery an empowerment coach and a certified fitness trainer in this podcast you will find a place of empowerment healing and purpose work all while partnering with god to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become i know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction abuse and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood you've gotten into recovery and you're wondering what's next what's my purpose Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. All right, so before we get into today's show, I just want to ask if you haven't left a written review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform, if you could please go ahead and do that so that I can know how I could better serve you and serve this podcast. Also, if you are looking for a community of other like-minded moms, we have a Facebook community on under Moms Recovering from Addiction, and it's posted in the link below in the show notes. So if you'd like to go ahead and check that out, we have a community for that. Also, if you are not on any kind of social media platform, you can join our Telegram chat, which is an app that you put in your phone. It's like a little messenger, but I do have a community on there. It's very, very small, but I'm hoping that it'll grow eventually. And if you want to be a part of those two, both Facebook and Telegram, you feel feel free to be able to do either one. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So love and recovery and how we can maintain a healthy relationship. And so I think that It's one thing to be able to find love and then it's another thing to be able to maintain it. You know, for the longest time before I ever got into recovery, um, I never even surpassed a one year relationship with anybody. And I'm honest to say that, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself, so I don't carry that shame around with me anymore. But I was in a lot of relationships, a lot, lot of relationships, you know, and um, I was in very toxic relationships for a really long time. And so I was always in abusive ones or I was the abuser or we would talk to each other painfully, uh, emotionally. There was all kinds of stuff always happening. And so and, you know, at one point I enjoyed that chaos for so long, you know. So when I got into recovery, <clears throat> I got into this relationship and uh, I got in with a person that was still using. And for the first like maybe nine months, maybe of my recovery, I was with somebody that was using, and uh, even though I didn't use, I remember being so close to going to go get high, you know, and I was with this um, 
I was with this person that never really supported me like in my recovery. But what was crazy was that day when I was going to go use, I remember that person stopping me and telling me like, you're making a big mistake. Please don't do this. You know, and I'm grateful that I, that God positioned that person to be able to help me because I couldn't help myself at the time, you know? And so those were, that was a, you know, somewhat of the relationship I had. And then the next relationship I got into, which was uh, close to the year when, but right before when my dad got ill, cause my dad got ill about maybe when I had about 10 months clean, I'd say. And, uh, so I just jumped from that relationship and then I got in, not necessarily got into one, but I started seeing somebody else right around the time that my father got ill. <clears throat> and that relationship turned out to be very toxic. It didn't start out that way, but, um, eventually got very, very toxic. Uh, and this person was in recovery as well. So even though I was, we were clean. Let me say that we were clean because we were not in a recovery process because if we were in a recovery process, we would have not been harming each other the way we did, you know? So my exact, my idea of a relationship all the time was always about chaos and it was about, you know, abuse and all these things. And, and then time passed and that relationship, I was always in and out, you know, in and out, in and out. And that was kind of the, the patterns in all my relationships is like, I was always running, always running. And if something went wrong, I would run. If something was going good, I would run. And that's just always how I was because I never really found myself wanting to stay with anybody. Like I never saw myself being with anybody long-term. And uh, around that time when I was in this relationship where my dad was ill, uh, I was going through a process where they were checking me. I was having some issues and they had told me I wasn't going to be able to, I might not be able to have children. And I was only 27 at the time, I want to say. So I was still boxing and stuff. And I just remember being like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, being content with them just telling me that, you know, and I didn't have the understanding and the faith that I have today in God. And I just was like, all right, whatever it is, I'll be alone. I'll be a boxer. My plans were, I was going to turn pro and that was it, you know? And, uh, and then come time when my dad passed away, kept going back to this toxic relationship. There came a point where I remember just asking God, like, God, show me, right? Show me. And, uh, and at this point I did start doing some work, some inner work. I had gotten a new sponsor in recovery. I started doing some work. I started trying to build my relationship with God. My dad had already passed for a few months already. And, uh, the pain was just getting too much to not do anything about it. You know, either for me, it was like, I'm going to stay suffering or eventually I was going to go back out and use because that's how much in pain I was, you know, and I was relying on this relationship as, my higher power at some point, you know, I was relying on it. If the relationship was good, I was good. Relationship wasn't good. I wasn't good. And so I remember just hitting this breaking point where I was like, God, like, just, you know, is this what you have for me? Like, I know I didn't get clean for this, you know, and, um, and I never really understood what love was about. And then time passed and a few months later, so this was about maybe six months after my dad passed away. No, it was a little longer, about eight months after my dad passed away. And, um, and then I meet, the man that I'm with today, right? And he, which is my amazing fiance and the mother, the mother, he's the father of my two children. Oh, don't, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> um, I'm the mother, but, uh, he, uh, you know, when I met him, I had seen him around for about a year and I remember seeing him and I saw something, there was something more than just a physical attraction with him, you know, because I know we, we tend to look at the physical stuff and yes, while he's very great looking, there was this spiritual 
um, attraction about him. I was really drawn to his spirit. I didn't know it at the time, but I knew that there was something different about him. And just the way he carried himself and the way he conducted himself. And I remember I was at the place where I wasn't doing work on myself, but I was drawn to that, right? And, uh, and so I saw him around for about a year. And then when we finally got the opportunity to be able to speak and talk, and uh, we just had this connection. You know, we had this amazing connection. It was just, it was intimate without the physical contact, you know, and, and it was so different because I never really had a relationship like that before. You know, a lot of the times it was always, you know, the intimacy, the, the sexual intimacy to really draw in that attraction. But the truth was that that always ended up leaving me hurt, right, in a fetal position or left me in a place where I felt broken and just, just as empty and just as disgusting in my spirit when I would just randomly sleep with people and do that and I know I'm sharing out some really honest stuff but that's the truth that's where my addiction took me you know I don't know what yours look like but mine took me and took me to places where I did things that I never wanted to do and took me to places that I said I'd never go and at the end I was doing those things and unfortunately I even started doing those things when I got in recovery you know so for the first when I got clean so when I got in my recovery process I remember I started doing the healing work on myself and, uh, and then I met him and I just, I didn't feel, I did not feel like I was good enough to be with him, you know, and, and it wasn't that he made me feel that way. I didn't feel that way, you know, and then my dad's birthday, first birthday was coming up. I was a mess. I was going through a lot of pain and, um, and I just felt like I was like, man, you know what, maybe I did deserve the hurt I was going through. Maybe I do deserve the person that was treating me like crap, right? And uh, and I remember almost convincing myself that I should let go of the relationship with him, uh, with my fiance, right? Because I was hurt, right? And I was like, I'm gonna hurt him. I'm gonna hurt myself. And uh, and so I made. Uh, there was a point where I said, you know what? I'm gonna call off the relationship. You know, I'm gonna call off this relationship, and uh, and I'm just gonna save us some pain, right? <laughs> and it's just amazing how God works, right? Because we ended up having dinner, and uh, and I was gonna tell him, right? I was gonna break the news that we weren't gonna be dating no more because I just I couldn't do it, right? And I I just was struggling with a lot with a lot of emotions and internal battles, and we sit down at the table, and I I remember looking at him as I was about to tell him, and I heard a voice inside of me, like a, it came in as a thought, right? And it said, you're making a big mistake. And I was like, what? Right? And, uh, and today I, I'm, I'm understanding that at the time I didn't understand it. But I just know today that God comes in our thoughts, right? A lot of the times when it's things saying to us that we wouldn't say to ourselves, like mostly in a spiritual manner, right? Because today I know that God is love, right? So when forms, when thoughts come in forms of love and things that are opposite to the hatred and the bitterness that I feel, a lot of the times that's God's that's God trying to speak through me in my thoughts and counter the negative thoughts that I'm having. And see, at the time, my mind was, you're not worthy of this relationship. Let it go because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve a man like this, Right. And um, wanting to break it off before even giving myself a chance, right? Like talk about the brokenness, the inadequacy, right? The feelings of unworthiness. Like I felt all of those things. And this man never made me feel that way. He was so loving to me. And he was working on himself. He had been doing a lot of work on himself. He had about, um, he only has a month more than me in recovery. So we met when we were about to have two years clean. And um, so we both had some clean time under us, right? Like without, we didn't get in recovery together. We came in and already had a couple years under us before we met. So 
I remember looking at him and I heard that thought and I was like, what? And I just, I just know that it compelled my spirit so much that I couldn't even move forward to say what I had to say. Right. Like that thought was just so overpowering to me that like, I just disregarded everything I was about to tell him. And I gave myself a chance, you know, I gave myself a chance. And today I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I stepped into that. You know, that was five years ago from today. Right. And, uh, and I'm so grateful that I made that choice to stay because let me tell you whether our mind tells us that we're not worthy, we're called to do the opposite. We are worthy. We are deserving of love. And somewhere in our mind, somewhere in our brokenness, somewhere in our past, we may have dealt with something so traumatic. We may have dealt with so much hurt, but I'm telling you right now that God is here to restore that brokenness and he may not, and everybody's restoration process may look different, but he's here to restore and he's here to heal that pain that you're going through. And you are worthy of love. You are worthy of having a beautiful life. And regardless of how much pain you've caused others, like you can amend that through the relationships you have today, right? You can love somebody. You are worthy of giving and receiving love. And I didn't just think that for a long time, right? And so, you know, I made the choice to stay. And uh, let me tell you, when I made the choice to stay, um, it just got so beautiful. Like I just remember allowing myself to be loved, like just really allowing myself to feel love allow him a point to me and he treated me like no other person have has ever treated me in my life right he treated me so beautifully and treated me like the woman I deserve that it was it was just so much that I remember telling him like men like you don't exist in my life in my family like I don't know where you come from but I've never met a man like you right and that was a compliment because what I came from was the men dominate the women they belittle the women right? You don't disrespect the man. You don't talk back to the man. You don't go against the man. The men, you know, they're toxic. They built, you know, they, they degrade the women. And, uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, they're bad people in my family. It's just what we were raised around, right? The machismo, the, the man, the man of the house, the, you know, all this stuff and making the women just like, oh, you got to just be at home and do this. And well, I'm, that's what I do now, right? Like I'm home with my children and I love it. Um, but that's not, what was pressed on me, right? Like in this relationship, it's been different. I, I get to be at home and I get to be with my children and school my children at home, our babies at home, right? And I get to provide in the home because it's a blessing to, right? Like, I, I, I mean, why would I put my child in daycare, our children in daycare and spend hundreds of dollars when I'm practically going to be working to pay for daycare when I can just spend that time here with them, right? Like we just budget differently and we're able to have a home where I get to be home with our children and raise them. And it's been beautiful, right? And it's had its challenges, but I've been able to stay. Now I talked about all the beautiful stuff, right? And so like, let me get into a little bit more. So we have one beautiful thing that we had, right? And I'm not saying we have a perfect relationship, right? It's taken a lot of work. It's taken things that have allowed us to strengthen our relationship in ways that I never saw growing up and he never saw growing up, right? But in our process of, you know, of walking this path with getting stronger with God and building in our recovery and, and doing the things that we do, we've been able to have this beautiful love and bring it together at home and have this amazing unity, right? So one of the number one things I can tell you about keeping and having a relationship, right? Again, like I said, it's one thing to have to get love and right. And we're like in the nice, you know, honeymoon phases early on. But how do you sustain that when you have children already? 
when your body starts changing, when your mood changes, when you're living together, right? When you're in it five years like us, right? And I know it seems like it's not super long, but five years is a really long time for me because I couldn't even stay with somebody for a year. So it's a blessing. And, I, and I'm grateful to say we've never split up not one time. Not one time have we ever broken up, right, in the five years. And, and we've had our fallouts, right? We've had our disagreements. Um, we've had our misunderstandings. But we've never found it fit to go outside of our relationships or entertain anyone else or cause each other pain that we can't come back from, right? We've been able to be loving, forgiving, communicate, uh, communicate our feelings. And those are the things that I want to share with you today. I want to teach you what's worked for us to be able to maintain this love that we have because I love him more and more every day. Like we're going to get married in, in, uh, in November, right? And I know I, I, I get people are with the marriage thing first, whatever, right? But like marriage never occurred in my family. Marriage was never an important thing to me in my life because nobody in my family got married. Like everybody assumed you just got, you were married when you got together. And so this is the first time I'm learning something different about marriage, right? And I understand that my my fiance is learning new things about a relationship too because he dealt with some things growing up about marriage as well. So we are coming in with a new understanding that this commitment, this marriage is to God, right? We're loving and we're, we're making this commitment to God. And, um, and we can't change the fact that we had our children first. Like I'm not, I don't regret anything, right? I love our children. Our children have brought us closer together and have allowed us to love each other on a deeper level that I want to spend the rest of my life with this man. You know, but I wouldn't have ever seen that before because we, you know, our children have brought us closer. It's allowed us to disagree, to be able to come to an agreement. It's allowed us to get closer and understand that we have each other's back through the thick and the thin, right? Through the misunderstandings and the arguments and the scolding the children and the learning how to discipline our kids. And all those things have brought us so much closer together, right? And most importantly, it's allowed us to come closer together and loving God, right? And so, if anything, I think that that's the goal, right? Isn't the goal to get closer to God and to build our love based on the understanding that God has for us, right? And so, that's exactly what's been happening in our relationship, right? So, our story doesn't look like anybody else's, but it's our story. And I'm proud of it, right? I'm grateful for our story. And so, I want to get into a few things that have helped us in our path and staying committed. And so, one of the things, like I said, is communication. Um, every time we're having feelings, we feel a little uh, off. We're both kind of in a place where we feel like we've gotten a little distant. You know, in the beginning, we will allow ourselves to get to a place where it would get out of hand before one of us, one of us will pop the lid off, right? And uh, we would build up, build up, build up. Nobody would talk. Nobody would communicate. And um, and then it would blow up to a fight about as simple as who didn't wash the dishes, right? <laughs> And then, uh, and then, you know, eventually we're like, okay, we need to start communicating before things get out of hand. And so we communicate it, right? Like, um, you know, we, we communicated what we like in a home. Um, we don't put that pressure on one another, but we're like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll do the dishes this time. You do it. I'll do it. Like we, it just, now it's to a place where it's just like an unspoken thing. If one of us sees the dishes, we can wash them. We're going to wash them. There's laundry. We start washing them, right? Like it's not a man or woman role. He understands how much. I do at the home with our children because it's a lot of work and I understand how much he works hard to provide for the family financially. So we respect each other's roles in the home. We respect each other's roles in the relationship and maintaining the home and we help each other out. 
right i understand some days he comes home he has things he has to do you know he's always investing in different things for our future and our family so i'll pick up the slack i'll take the kids i'll take them outside um i'll clean up the home i'll have dinner ready things like that and so we do things to accommodate and match one another right how can we take a load off one another how can we help each other so it's that right coming together as a team communicating secondly we respect each other we have we know we had one fallout of a of an argument where it got disrespectful no laying hands on each other nothing like that but it got disrespectful and we made a commitment that was early on before our children were even born and we made a commitment that we would never allow it to get that way we do not cuss at each other we do not get in each other's face when we are in a bad place if we're not in a good place to talk about it we leave each other alone until we're ready to come together and speak about it we don't disrespect we don't get in each other's face we don't hit we don't cuss at each other. We do not go there, right? And that is different from where I came from. I was always in somebody's face, arguing, intimidating, and I don't do that. We do not do that, right, today. And that is a huge game changer because I love and I respect them, right? And sometimes I slip up. Sometimes I'll raise my voice or he raises his voice, and then we quickly amend it. And uh, And I don't expect him to apologize to me. He just does it, and he doesn't expect me to apologize to him right away. I just do it. It's what we've learned. And this is where I talk about the application of learning. Like, we know, right? It's one thing to know that we got to respect somebody, but it's another thing that we apply it. Like, I know I have to respect my my I'm gonna call him my husband right now I have to respect him I know I have to communicate so I'm gonna do those things I'm not gonna let our relationship go under before I realize oh I gotta apply these things right the third thing is we work on our recovery separately we you know we get to the beautiful thing is that we get to apply what we're learning in our individual recovery lives and bring it home so we can create unity and a healthy and happy relationship but one of the things that's important is that I'm not his sponsor, he's not mine. I don't work his recovery, he doesn't work mine. We are in our process of recovery and we respect that, right? We set those boundaries with one another so that we don't cause each other harm. You know what I mean? So so that was a very valuable lesson I learned in being in recovery is about keeping my keeping my path, right? So because again, we try to pour and pour into others, but we can't do that when we have an empty cup. Like, I can't practice these things in our relationship but not practice them on myself. Like, I have to learn to do the love, the inner work, the healing, and the things for me so that I can pour it out to my family, right? And so one of the other things was that early in our in our relationship, and I was already pregnant with my son, um, and I was really, really, I, I gotta be honest, I was very toxic, you know? I was very jealous. I carried over a lot of baggage and, uh, and I was constantly accusing him of things that he never was doing, right? Like there was no proof that he was, but see, my mind was so distorted and it was so, I was so broken internally that I was trying to operate out of what I was feeling. And I, I'm grateful today that I'm learning that my feelings aren't always facts, right? Just because I felt that he was cheating doesn't mean he was, right? And there was no proof, my mind told me, oh, everybody's cheated on you, so he's going to cheat on you too, right? And that wasn't true. There was nothing evident to say he was. And so I felt like I was constantly accusing him until he finally put his foot down and, and, uh, and addressed me about it, right? And I'm grateful he did because a lot of the times this is where I feel that as people that we love and people that love us, I think we do a disservice 
when we're not being honest about how somebody's treating us or how we feel about somebody's behavior. And I'm grateful for the people that have called me out when I'm acting up or when I'm misbehaving, right? Because it allows me to fix a problem. I can't fix something that I'm not aware of. This is why for me, um, why I tell you that inner work, journaling, things like that have always worked for me because I get to write it out to see how I'm acting. I get to get revelation to me about what's really going on inside. And so for me, when he called me out about it, it allowed me to address the issue of that I was being jealous and that the insecurities were pushing him away and he was getting fed up with me, right? And uh, not only did it allow me to say, man, you know what, is it really worth losing him? Or either I had a choice, I was going to lose him or I was going to do something about fixing my behavior if I wanted to keep keep him, right? Because he can only take so much, you know? And, and, uh, and I understood that I was draining him with the way I was behaving. And so I finally, um, I made a decision. I asked for the help and, um, and through my process, I got a lot of things revealed to me, right? I, I got things revealed to me that that jealousy and that insecurity didn't just apply to my intimate relationship. It applied in all areas of my life. Somewhere in my life, that brokenness fed me that I wasn't enough and that I had to not be happy for others and that I had to project the insecurities because I didn't feel worthy. And a lot of the times when people are insecure or they're envious of others, it's because they don't feel uh, they either one, they don't have something they have some they don't have something that they desire or two, they feel unworthy of having something. And so they're instead of doing something about it, they just project those feelings on others. They hate on others that have what you want. They're you know, they bring over that jealousy, they bring over those things. And I, that's what I was doing, right? Like, I was, um, I just wasn't in a good place with myself, right? I had never been taught of how to have a healthy relationship. So I thought that the way you keep them is by being jealous and by being this and being that. And I'm grateful that he called me out on it, right? And I'm grateful that I got honest, you know, with the woman in recovery that helps me to guide me through the process. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to change, you know, I wouldn't have been able to change. Like God revealed so many things to me through my writing about how I really feel about people and how I feel about women that were doing better than me and the truth was that it was always a competition in my life right and so any beautiful woman that came in the picture I right away thought that she was going to take my man you know and so I projected those insecurities on him and the truth was that there was no evidence that he wanted another woman it was all in my thinking right and I was causing my own chaos and I was causing my own destruction in my thinking and so I want to ask you like is there like if this sounds like you are you doing something about it, right? Because I think one of the biggest things is that, yes, as great as we're doing in our relationship, it took work and it almost took me losing him for me to really want to change. Because I think that in order for us to have healthy relationships, we have to get rid of the old belief systems. This is where I tie back to that belief system about, I believe it's episode 11 or 12 where I talk about belief systems, where the way we think about love, the way we view others, the way we view the world, like that needs to shift because we're coming in from a place where, you know, the truth was, you know, we're coming in from a broken state. If, we're, if we were in active addiction for a long time, somewhere in there, our thinking got distorted. Somewhere in there, we came from a broken place where we thought we weren't worthy of love. And so we come in projecting it and we get into toxic relationships and we stay in toxic relationships. And then when we get with a good person, we push them away and we harm them. And so like the cycle continues, right? So in order for us, it just tells you, right? Like who's the common denominator? It's us. 
right? And I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to say I was a toxic person. I was a toxic person. But in order for me to change it, I had to address it, right? I was drawn to toxic and I was toxic, right? And so let me tell you, though, that even as a relationship got better, I started mourning the chaos, right? And it's crazy because you're like, what? Like, no, I really did. You know, I had already stopped boxing after I made the decision after having our son. We weren't arguing. It was so peaceful. And I remember feeling this like emptiness. Like I was like, what is missing here? And the truth was that it wasn't that it was emptiness. It was serenity, right? There was serenity and peace in my life. But because I never had it, I didn't know what it looked like. And it was foreign to me. It was foreign to my spirit. And so I wanted to run from it. But I said, no, just stay, stay embrace it enjoy it and I walked through some feelings right I went through a few months where I was sad and I felt empty and I felt a little lost but when I got to that other side of it let me tell you whoo I will not trade my peace and serenity for anything in this world there is nothing worse the peace and serenity that I have within today I will not trade that for anything I love the peace and serenity within my home within my relationship and within myself right but it took me withdrawing from the chaos in order to get to the other side. Just like we withdraw from the drugs, we withdraw from the alcohol, from the whatever it is that we're using obsessively, I had to withdraw from the chaos, right? So that I can step into the love that God had for me. And in order for me to embrace and have that healthy relationship, I had to change a lot of things about myself and how I viewed love. And that I had to understand that even though my parents did the best they could with what they had, that was not an example of what exactly what I wanted love to look like right I rem- that was what I thought love was I was like man I guess it's having to deal with somebody that hurts you all the time you know and so I stayed in those things thinking that that's what love is and this is why I tell you that us as moms we were breaking the chains off our children we're setting the examples for our sons and our daughters we're setting the example for how our men we re- treat women and we're setting the example for how women allow themselves to be treated by men and how they treat their men, right? And uh, same thing with men treating women, right? We're, we are setting up the example. They're, they're, our relationship they have with us is an example of how they're going to view the world. We are the first people that come into their lives and teach them and show them. And so let me tell you, the toxic relationships you're in, your kids see that. When you're in a, in a relationship of mistreating one another, your kids see that and they remember that and they view that as love. So I re- really want you to think about what are you doing in your relationship? How you're treating others? How you're treating yourself? Because your children see everything. And so I understand today that even though I fall short, right? I slip up, you know, I'll, I'll slip up and, you know, get a tone with my fiance or I'll have a little, you know, knock off with my kids and, and raise my voice and yell and things like that. But like, I'm learning to take a pause and pray, apologize, amend the behavior, change the behavior work on the behavior. Like I want to get better. And I know you do too. And so if you do, if this is you, like just know you are worthy of a happy and healthy relationship and it's going to be your time. Right. And you don't have to just necessarily always be with somebody in recovery, but you'll know when the relationship is healthy and when it's good to your spirit and you'll know how to take care of it. And the most important thing is you have to trust in God, trust in God to guide you, to love you, turn it over to him, turn over these thoughts and these behaviors and the way you're thinking turn it over to him pray about it you know ask him to restore your heart to restore your thinking so that you can step into what he has for you because the most the most beautiful thing that I've been able to enjoy in these five years is love and a healthy love and uh, even though I didn't feel worthy with it in the beginning I'm grateful that I still stepped into it and stepped into it as if I believed in it because 
eventually I did start to believe that I deserve it. And I did start to believe that I'm a good woman because I had somebody to match that and remind me that I'm a good woman and that I'm a good mother. And it's, let me tell you, there's no love like it. I'm so grateful for our relationship. We have a beautiful relationship. And again, we're not perfect because we, but we continuously work on things and it feels amazing to have somebody in my life that loves and honors me and same thing that I love and I honor him and uh, and I'm truly grateful to say that he truly is my best friend right I could never really say that about any relationship in the past because I couldn't tell them anything everything but let me tell you I'm able to tell him everything about myself like there are no secrets about us like we are able to share about our shameful experiences in recovery in our addiction and and it's just so funny because it's like, man, like we can relate, right? The things that I'm like, oh, I was so embarrassed about. Like he's like, oh, that happened to me too, you know? Or, oh, something similar like this happened. And we're able to remove that shame and guilt off of each other, right? And I think that that's what happens a lot is when we step into something new, we carry around that guilt and that shame. And let me tell you, when you step into that and you embrace it and you understand that that's your past and you leave it there and you're not that person anymore, it's going to remove all of that because you're going to be able to walk in confidently as like, you know what, I have nothing to hide. That's who I was. That's not who I am. And you're going to find somebody that's going to be able to accept you for who you are, right? But it starts with you. You do the work within you, right? And even if you get in that relationship, you still got to do the work on you. Even five years later, I'm still doing the work on myself. He's still doing the work on himself. And we're still getting new revelation about each other. We're learning how to listen to each other better. We're st still learning how to communicate better. We're still learning how, how can we better strengthen our relationship, right? We still have dates. We still go on dates. We still spend time alone. We go on date nights. We have our time without kids. We have time with the kids. But we always make time for each other. Like, that is a must. We do not let our relationship go months without, oh, next thing you know wait we haven't had a date in months or wait we haven't had time alone we spend that time because our relationship is so important our relationship is the foundation of our home right god is in that and god is first foremost right because we have to keep our relationship strong with god and and bring that in together so that we can bring that unity and that serenity in the home right but we can't do that if we're chaotic and we're not trusting each other and we're not communicating and you know, we're ignoring each other and, you know, we always got to bring it back together. Right. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. And so, but again, right. We turn it over to God. We continuously turn it over to God and we do the work and it's the most loving thing we've been able to do for our relationship. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for our, our, um, our commitment to God. And so I just wish that for you. And so I want to, again, you know, today hit five years. So it's a very special day for us. So I just want to, share that those things with you and i hope this helps you i hope this finds you in the right timing if you don't get discouraged please because love is a beautiful thing you know maybe you had a hard time with love i did too i thought love i, I shunned upon love i didn't uh i didn't respect it i didn't embrace it i thought it wasn't for me and you know i, I shared with you all in the other episodes that even though i was told i couldn't have children like god found me fit to be able to have children right like the reality is whatever the doctors always say what they think, but it's not always the reality, right? And God found us fit to have children. We have a beautiful baby boy that's three years old and we have an amazing daughter that's one and they are spunky and they are crazy, but we love them so dearly and they get to have nothing but our love here at home, right? And the most beautiful thing is that through God's grace and love, they don't ever have to see their mommy and daddy get high, right? And, uh, and we hold strongly onto that because we continuously do the work just as like we did when we got in here from day one, right? We don't 
don't stop doing the work. We don't stop showing up. We don't stop serving. We serve others. We serve God. And most importantly, we serve one another because we love each other and we respect each other. And I'm proud to say that today, right? My old thinking was, oh, I don't serve no man. I don't this. No, you know what? I get to. I get to serve God and do him. I get to be loving, a loving woman to the man that I'm with today, right? Because that's how I view him. I honor him and I love him and I love our children and I'm here to be a loving serving women to them, right? And, and I'm grateful for that because my perspective has changed so much, right? From me to we, and, and that's the beautiful thing. So I hope this episode reaches you in timing. Um, again, I just pray for you, pray for your hearts and hardening those hearts so that you can experience this true beauty of love that we were always destined to have. So God bless you, mamas. I hope y'all have an amazing day. Happy Thursday, happy weekend. Have a great weekend and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Have a good day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.